0: you been following all the budget news? Broken it down to see how it will affect you and your family? Or have you perhaps been elbow deep in dirty laundry, fighting siblings and life in general? If the latter sounds like you, and it's like me, then stay with us. Samantha Page from Early Childhood Australia is here to explain how the 2018 budget might affect your family. Hi Sam, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm very well, thank you.
0: The new childcare subsidy will start from July this year. Do we know how or if the budget will actually affect that subsidy? Um, There were no
1: changes to the subsidy package in this year's budget, so that that package of reform was announced two years ago. Um, The only change is that the um, government has been revising down how much it will spend on the subsidy, which um, begs the question of why does that mean that there are less families expected to use it or um, will they be using it lower hours than originally anticipated. I mean there were some policy changes but they're not since last year and there has been a revision down. So that's one change but There were no um, changes to the way the subsidy will work, the rates of the subsidy, the activity test, etc.
0: Currently, childcare centres are assessed to see whether they're meeting the national quality standards in early learning, which basically means all our kids get the same really good quality early learning education because they're being assessed according to the standards. You're worried that this budget is a sign that the checks and balances for this kind of national standard are being eroded. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yes, there there, there was a a worrying um, announcement in the budget that the Commonwealth Government would no longer fund the state territory government's regulatory functions under the National Quality uh, reform agenda. There's a national partnership at the moment that um, both the federal government and the state and territory governments all uh, participate in and the federal government funds part of the cost of state and territory governments to do regulatory uh, assessments of early childhood services. So the states are the um, agencies that employ the assessors that go into services to rate them against the standards. And they carry the bulk of the cost of that themselves, but they did receive some federal government funding and that's now been taken away. We worry that that signals the federal government is backing away from a national approach to quality assurance. And that would be very concerning for us and we know that would be very concerning for parents. Now, we're hoping that we're wrong about that and this is simply a Um, change in the mix of how things are funded, Uh, but we want to send a very clear message to the federal government that we don't want them to back away from a national unified approach to quality assurance.
0: Now I know that um, when all the standards came out. Some parents might have been a bit confused. There were a lot of acronyms. But for me, basically, what all of that meant was over the last three years that I've been working at Kindling, we've done a lot of stuff with early learning. I feel like the quality, the overall quality of childcare has improved. I find that I go into all these um, childcare centres that have amazing um, programs and following all these great things for our kids and it feels to me, I don't know if this is right, it feels to me that the National Quality Framework is in part responsible for that because it is bringing everyone up to the same level. Would, would you agree that it has made a big difference?
1: 100% I would agree. I think we've seen significant improvements in the quality of early childhood services. And as you say, that sort of common benchmark that everybody now has to meet. And I think that while there was a lot of confusion early on, as there always is in a big change process, both the services being anxious about being rated against those standards and families not really understanding what it meant, um, we've now had five years of implementing those standards. and. Services are a lot more familiar with what they mean and and most have been through a rating and assessment process at least once. They feel a lot more comfortable about that. And I think parents are beginning to look for quality ratings and services and understand what they mean and ask the questions of services about how they're improving quality in the seven different quality areas. So I think it would just be such shame to... um, lose that now you know and it's finally having a positive impact.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Samantha Page. She's from the Early Early Childhood Australia. We're talking about the budget and its impact on the early learning sector. Um, it's interesting we were just talking about how um, the standards have been raised and we've seen a really great flow-on effect from that but Um, professional learning has also taken a hit and I know the educators at the centre where my son goes um, I've seen them go off to conferences to extend their skills they come back excited, passionate with lots of great ideas for the kids I'm just wondering if this budget is indicating that educators will have less financial support for that kind of professional development
1: Yes, it's one of the biggest missed opportunities I think in this budget is the sector has been um, concerned for some time that the federal um, Department of Education and Training has been pulling out of funding professional learning. So it used to fund um, professional support coordinators. It used to fund a considerable amount of professional development that was del- delivered and available to services. Then it had an early years quality fund, which gave significant amount of money to particularly long daycare services to purchase professional learning, and all of that has has now. Um, come to an end uh, and there's nothing replacing that but also there's just no national strategy for the early childhood workforce and uh, the last national strategy lapsed back in 2016. We know that there's uh, problems um, facing us down the track with a lack of supply of qualified early childhood teachers. Uh, we also know that services in rural remote areas and some Um, metropolitan areas where housing costs are very high find it really difficult to attract and retain uh, good early childhood educators and none of these issues are being addressed in a systemic or strategic way. If you look at the health portfolio and they're doing fantastic work there about the health workforce, there's a lot of local mapping and strategies to address shortfalls and identifying what the gaps are and just none of that happening for early childhood education. It's very disappointing.
0: And it seems a bit crazy to me because, um, again, in this role, I see a lot of the new research that comes out that's coming out from other countries around the world about what's working for their children now and investing in early learning now for the future benefit of the whole country. It seems crazy that we're not trying to help our teachers be better at their job.
1: Yes. And and it seems crazy to me that federal governments will spend next year, they're estimating they will spend $8 billion on childcare subsidies alone. Now, if if I was investing $8 billion in early childhood services, I would want to know they are good quality early childhood services that children are going to reap the maximum benefit from. And we know the single biggest issue in quality is the quality of the educators of the teachers and the relationships that they have with children. We should be investing in those educators and teachers. It's a small amount to pay to ensure that our $8 billion investment is going to pay off over the long term, that children are going to come out with better outcomes. Um, and I think it's very short sighted that that's missing from this year's budget.
0: Yeah, and I know that I speak as someone who's quite privileged that my kids have those kinds of educators, but everyone should have that access, right? Absolutely right. And it's the services working in low
1: socioeconomic areas, in rural and remote communities, that have, it the, have the hardest time of that, and we should be doing more to support those services.
0: Absolutely. Sam, thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. That was Samantha Page from Early Childhood Australia.